Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. And some others tonight as well. How are you doing, Ash? I'm good. I'm good. Looking forward to this. How are you, Greg? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So this is our second Paranormal Roundtable. And yes. tonight yes. we're joined again by Mike. Mike, Paramike. Hello. Nice and Paramike82. No, 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 no. It's just, no. It's just Linktree now. It's Linktree. It's just oh, Linktree.com yeah. yeah, yeah. forward slash. We don't mess around with any of that bullshit anymore. It's just no, Linktree. No. <laughs> That's the best way. And we're joined by Michaela Ford from Paranormal or What Podcast. Hello. How are you doing? And we, we've spoken to Michaela a couple of times before um, on Ash's wall. Just, I don't know which side it is I'm pointing to. There he is, right behind him, is the interview from Paranormality Magazine. That someone kind, kindly printed out in a massive Very format for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's fantastic. I've got my T-shirt on, guys, if you're listening. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Available in all merch stores everywhere, I'm sure, Michaela. <laughs> Absolutely. How is Paranormality Magazine going? I subscribe digitally. Yeah. Which is cool, it's so I get those. Amazing. And we've just got loads of new writers on board as well. Cool. Um, one, uh, which is a lady called Lady Anne Selene. Um, and a couple of other people who I'm sorry, uh, Matthew Hopkinson and um, another really nice guy. So we've got quite a big pool of writers now, which is really exciting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And anybody listening, head over to Paranormality Magazine website and on there you can vote for your favourite podcast. Now, obviously, Michaela's got her podcast as well. So a joint venture between ours would be great that would be amazing and please listen to my podcast because yeah absolutely very very small listenership but it's my own fault because i don't do any marketing but uh that's all right yeah (laughs) yeah have a listen yeah and that's available everywhere as well isn't it i know it's on spotify and whatnot so yeah check out paranormal i can't even speak i'm on one of those weird moods today Fun fact, my ears pricked up when Michaela said Matthew Hopkinson, uh, real name of the Witchfinder General. What? Yep, Matthew Hopkinson was uh, the guy in the 1600s who was responsible for hunting all the witches and going, you're a witch because you sneezed and killing loads of women. I wonder if it's just a a coincidence or if I've added a bit on, maybe it's Matthew Hopkins. I'm going to have to check now. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if it is the original one from hundreds of years ago, that's even better. It could be, first, you never know. We've got first some hand writers. experience. <laughs> yeah, that'd be some legitimate writing as well, wouldn't it? So tonight we're gonna to talk on this round table. So this is our monthly chat. Whereas last month we talked about poltergeists. Yes. And we talked about the Enfield poltergeist at the end. So tonight we're gonna to talk about equipment used in the paranormal investigation world now this is quite a hot topic for for people because i know watching all the different programs you watch all the live streams you listen to podcasts you see all these um facebook groups people swear by different 
pieces of equipment. You've got people talking about SLS cameras. You've got people talking about spirit boxes, uh, Ouija boards. You've got uh, dowsing rods. You've got crystals. You've got everything. So to start off then, Michaela, what do you think would be your sort of most successful piece of equipment for the paranormal? Well, that question's going to be. Yeah, we're just going then. That was going a bit sus. My sexiest piece of equipment. uh... (laughs) All right, all right. No, um... there's a market for paranormal sensors. Imagine there's some kind of weird niche there. Sorry, a fetish site somewhere. (laughs) Mysexyghost.com or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, getting back on track, I, I'm a great fan of the simple piece of equipment. My favourite thing is just a very basic but good quality um, voice recorder. Cool. Um, and What's I that? know that everybody likes to see a different piece of evidence. Everyone's got their bit of evidence that makes them really excited. Voices are my area that make me really excited. If If I get a voice, it really makes me feel like I've actually got something worthwhile. So you say, so would you take that as evidence over something anomalous on a camera or do you believe that that is the voice of a spirit or what, what do you think it is? Um, I uh, would like to think, I mean, I can only be led by what, what I think is right. I'm I'm not um, a massive scientist. Um, I think it's extremely hard to prove um, what's paranormal and what isn't, as I'm sure everybody agrees. Um, I, I do go by my gut instinct a lot. I think catching things on camera, you can be mistaken quite a lot your eyes play tricks on you i actually trust my ears more so from just from my gut instinct i feel like when i get a voice when i get an evp i i i like to think um that it is a spirit speaking yeah although um i'm not the sort of person who would ever say um this is this this is that that doesn't exist that can't happen I, I'm just completely open. I think that anything could happen and anything could be um, mistaken or hoaxed and anything could be, you know, you could accidentally find something that's really true. Um, I might be just babbling here, but um, I believe that EVPs are can be the voices of spirits speaking. Okay. What, what are your thoughts, Mike? Um, I'm going to caveat this by saying that any devices out there that claim to detect ghosts have 100% do not detect ghosts because it's entirely theoretical and no, no one can sell you a piece of equipment that says this is this definitely detects ghosts because no one knows, right? Um, in terms of favorite pieces of equipment, I'm like, I'm that's and by the way, that's not me being trying to be an arsehole and just telling people that they're wrong if they're ghost hunting because I'm I'm well in, but we need to be realistic here that w- the entire thing is theory. Um, I'm a firm believer that different spirits prefer different methods of communication, if that makes sense. Like you can go to a place and you can get loads of stuff on a spirit box or 
nothing at all on a spirit box, but something will be able to trigger an EMF detector, whereas sometimes you'll get nothing. Or like the Alice box, for instance, we've had a lot of gibberish come out of it, but also some very seemingly accurate things come out of it. Um, I don't know. What about, on, on the, what about on EVPs then? So voice recorders. What What are your thoughts on that? I'm I'm rubbish when it comes to EVPs because I normally forget to set the recorder up. I've got a a semi decent recorder, um, which I have had some weird anomalous stuff on. But I'm a I'm pretty rubbish at remembering to put it on because I'm normally pointing a camera at something and worried about that more. Um, and B. I'm, I'm also a firm believer that you can't really trust any evidence that you don't gather yourself, because unless you're there in the room, you don't know what could be happening. So whenever I hear an EVP from someone, they go, oh, do you hear this? It says my name, John, and it's just like a garbled mess. I'm like, does it really? But again, I can't save away because I'm not there. Um, and unfortunately, I don't really do enough EVP to say that I've captured one that's like mind-blowingly amazing or anything. As I say, we've had some weird anomalous noises but not like voices or anything about you ash what are your thoughts on evps and voice recorders yeah no i like evp i always have one set up when the first thing i turn on is just make sure it's on record get stuff where i fall down is listening back <laughs> like i like recording it and then obviously if you're there for like four or five hours it's like can i listen back for another four or five hours it's to try and find something which is obviously the hard point like with all stuff it's going through the footage of videos going through the footage especially multiple cameras multiple recording devices it's having that time to actually go back i do i have done i do do go back but i will maybe do half an hour and then skip and then do another half an hour rather than sit listen to a whole four or five hours so i probably have missed stuff because it's just Obviously, very, very time-consuming. Yeah. I, I just wanted to ask, uh, Michaela, you had any luck using like an EVP? Don't even know you captured where you think this sounds like something on there that you caught. Yes. Um, although I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be advertising other places on this podcast. But um, I'm, I mean, I know that you both. Um, sort of to some extent um follow what um Danny Moss does and um friend of the show friend of the show yeah. last week I went to my haunted hotel what? you did how was that Again, last I've been twice now um it is mind-blowing because before you go you go that can't be all happening and then you get there and you go oh fuck it is <laughs> wow so Wow. So just to interject here, I've watched quite a lot of uh, Haunted Hunts, is it called? His show that oh, yes. I haven't seen that, actually. Oh, okay. It's I've really watched good. a lot of that, and I've watched almost all of My Haunted Hotel, and I'm the same as you. I'm looking at it going, no, nah, there's no way. There's got to be some sort of speaker somewhere where those boxes, uh, those knocks are coming from, right? And it's almost like it's so bizarre, because I'm looking at it going, and not to throw any shade on Danny, but I'm like it seems fraudulent because of how good the stuff he gets is. And I admittedly, there's a ton of footage that gets edited down, but there's like, there's no way like some of the stuff they've captured at my haunted hotel. You just like, there's, there's absolutely no way, like surely not. It is incredible. I, 
I, I would heavily recommend to go because unless you go, and people say it on the program every week, you've got to come to see it to believe it as it is. Um, and it, it is an incredible place. I mean, I was stood in the corridor the first time we went, um, and there was someone I could hear footsteps walking towards me on the wooden floorboards, and I was stood looking, and there was nobody there. I mean, it was just mind-boggling the bangs that we had on the wall um and the door were massive absolutely massive and um and every time we got either a knock on the door or um footsteps just outside the door of one of the rooms i would fly to the door pull it open straight away nobody there in sight so either they are the world's best fakers or it's haunted, which is it is what I believe. It, it's incredible. Anyway, we got one of our best EVPs there last week. Um, we were asking, you, you can see it on uh, last week's episode, folks. Um, <laughs> although I'll you go back and watch it again now. Because I didn't realise it was Yeah, you just hear my droney northern voice sort of in the background. Um, but we did a really good um, session on the um, Paracast and the the a voice came through, um, which I guess is technically not EVP, but um, still voice related. Um, and I was recording it on my EVP device at the time, and I have it as evidence, well, my evidence. And um, this voice was saying, um, I'm behind you. And I, because there were a circle of us, and I said, who are you behind? And it said, as clear as day, Sindel. And Sindel is my friend who was there who has an extremely unusual name. Um, you couldn't miss it. And and it, that just blew me away. It really did. Wow. Well, I can't quite remember. I vaguely remember that part of the episode. Now, did you get to do room eight with the uh, Grace? Grace doll? Is that what Yes. Called? What was that uh, like? Because I'm super skeptical of any, like, haunted doll. Yeah, it was... It was nerve-wracking, and I don't know whether that's because I had built it up in my head. So, actually, by the time I went in there, my heart was pounding and my knees were shaking, and I tried to just ignore myself, and um, I, I asked a lot of questions. Um, we didn't get any responses while we were in there, but um, the other half of our group went in after, and I don't know whether this was um, a coincidence. That There's definitely no wind in there, but the chain that um, is holding the box together was swaying very minutely, but still almost in kind of a pendulum-type fashion. Um, it was very atmospheric. But as for anything else, I can only trust what people have got, really. You know, I haven't got anything myself from the doll. What are your thoughts on kind of haunted dolls and, and that kind of other haunted objects? Mm, um, well, let's just say, I wish I could show you. I, I probably can. If you come with me on the video, <laughs> I'm going to walk across my living room to my little um, haunted corner that my husband and children do not approve of whatsoever. <laughs> and you will see 
Oh, wow. There are two rather scary-looking dolls. That one on the right's a bit freaky. Yeah. Literally looks like Um, Jackie. Actually, um, she's worth quite a lot of money. I accidentally um, bought quite a find from my local antique shop. She's made by a very famous um, doll maker. Okay. Um, despite the fact she looks quite terrifying. So I I actually bought them um, after watching several Grace episodes of My Haunted Hotel, and I thought I'd go and find the spooky stalls I could find in my local antique shops and see if anything happened around them. And I have to report that literally nothing has happened. So either I have got n- no haunted dolls in my house or... Um, Things like that don't exist. The for me, the jury's out. I, I don't know if if it if it's possible that sort of bad spirits can possess dolls. I think that's a terrifying concept. Um, as for whether it's true or not, I don't really know. So why would it be just dolls? Why do you think? <laughs> Is it because they are sort of seen as like a kid's toy, or they also haunted action man, or? <laughs> Haunted yeah. Lego figure. Maybe it's because it's a human form. I don't know. Really. Maybe it's because they're the epitome of innocence. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We yeah. we interviewed a group, and they had a vast collection of haunted dolls, and um, they. I asked about the back. One of them said it had didn't have a backstory with it, and it. Oh, sorry, he'd bought this doll online and it came with its own backstory. And he'd lost the backstory, so he didn't know what it was. But they were uh, <laughs> they were going to do investigations to try and get AVPs and, and whatnot from these particular dolls. So I think horror movies like heightened the whole uh, haunted doll thing. You've got Annabelle and you've got the whole... Um, um, Ed and Lorraine Warren with with Annabelle. Yeah, and you've got like the the original Poltergeist film. They've got that clown doll that tries to attack the boy, um, and it, like Chucky dolls, all yeah. those kinds. Of, they're always Robert, sort of seen to be. He was meant to be terrifying. You're not even meant to utter his name. Ooh. Sorry, Robert. Yes, yeah, that's a strange looking doll as well. Mm. Um, there was. Have you seen? There's a film called the. I think it's the boy, and I can't think of what the it's a ceramic doll, and that's a that's a great great horror film if you like some kind of creepy. It's called the doll, I think it is, or the boy. I'll I'll, I'll put it up. It's is really good. Mm. Um, and yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm out on dolls. I'd like to think they're good, like the real, and they they possess some kind of spirit. But like you say, it's quite a freaky proposition if that's the case because that's like a, a household object is a, a a doll or or whatever isn't it so yeah it's the kind of thing kids play with all the time exactly but i would like to see an action man go in wild poltergeist style <laughs> that'd be that would be quite cool or a barbie <laughs> or a barbie psycho barbie <laughs> like spinning heads and stuff like that so um so evps or so we Go, just going back to voice recordings and EVPs, I think EVPs for me as well. I love the EVP. I love any kind of voice that comes through. We've had great success with the spirit box where voices are coming through. Um, Ash has had some particular 
experiences in Cannock, um, where it, it said a member of the group's name. Um, oh, so, wow. yeah, and I do, I do put more weight in the EVP. I love that. It, but it has to be where you go to somebody. What can you hear? Not do you hear? Yeah, Greg. As soon as you say, do you hear Greg? That's what you'll hear. It's it's audible paradalia. It's somewhat immaterial sometimes though, right? Because even if Mm. you can't agree on what was heard, you can kind of agree that something was heard. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We just did an investigation down in Portsmouth. um, And we set up a spirit box there. And one of the weirdest things was there was absolutely no radio bleed coming through the spirit box. We could occasionally hear things to the point that we acknowledged mm. and went, this is so weird because I've used my S-Box a ton and there's always radio bleed. And then I said to my friend, Neil, can you turn it up a bit? The minute he touched the spirit box, it was almost as if he earthed it or whatever and it acted like an aerial. The minute he touched it, we started getting radio bleed for it. And I was mm. like, what the hell? But yeah, that was really interesting that it was like... Uh, it was basically like there was zero radio bleed coming through whatsoever, so there wasn't anything that you could argue was like a song or the news or anything. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. I I've also had a similar thing on the spirit box. The first time I used the spirit box was at Oxford Prison on a ghost hunt, and I was in a cell, and the prison cells, the walls are like thick concrete, and I've got the YouTube. It's on the YouTube clip that says hello across a couple of seconds so it, it sweeps and it says hello and i even said to the guy i was with i was like did you just hear that he was like yeah and it was clear as day somebody said hello like a woman's yeah. voice in the prison cell and there was literally no there was no radio signal because the thing's fucking miles thick this concrete of these cells but um that's we... like last week we've heard Danny we talk about Danny Moss again. He put a clip up we talked about it in the live stream last week where yeah he's got put his camera up and you hear a woman's voice go like hello. Like it was it was on the latest episode after you guys said about it, I saw it and it is weird as hell. And again it comes back to like if if he was to be making stuff up, he's a pretty good actor to shit himself that much when he hears a voice mm. come from the corner of the room and he's immediately like jerked around and looking and like uh what what was that? which I think would be a pretty natural reaction for a lot of people. I, I do like, if you ever watch Haunted Hunts, some of his reactions on that program as well, it, it kind of like startles him. Yeah, but we, yeah. we, need to, we need to go up there, guys. We do need to go up there. That'd be a good episode. That'd be a good episode. It would be a fucking brilliant episode. Um, and that's what I also love about that place, because they've got cameras everywhere, but everybody's part of the investigation all the time which is which is really cool i know this is an advert for my haunted hotel but <laughs> it's, it's not a paid affiliation <laughs> not paid we're not being paid by danny moss <laughs> to say my haunted hotel is available for book no we're not we're not we just uh we do respect people in the community that are doing good things and danny moss is definitely one of those i also um, think he's he's one of those people who so the paranormal community can be a bit insipid sometimes, and he's one of those people who isn't afraid to stand up and be like, rightly or wrongly, orbs of bullshit in his opinion or whatever. You know what I mean? He's not afraid to stand up and give his opinion yeah. and be like, actually, here's what I think. Yeah. And also, it's not just, it's not like just, he's just sat in an armchair giving his opinion. He's actually out and he's 
investigating and trying new methods and stuff and actually trying to push the community forward which not a great deal of people are i don't think definitely he's um he's definitely he lives and breathes the paranormal that guy so but yeah we, we're definitely gonna need to to go up there all 100%. of us and uh, 100%. Although it's probably a bit closer for Ash. It's a bit further for me mm. and Mike. That's a road trip, Mike, if we've ever seen it. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Be we'll do that. So just going back to, to voice recorders, one thing I noticed on a program that I watched the other day, I was watching Help My um, Help My House is Haunted. Um, I don't know if you've seen that. Um, quite good, actually. I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, again, some of it is for entertainment purposes or whatever but what they were doing with the with the voice recorders is they would ask ask a question if they thought they heard something they would rewind the voice recorder there and then and play it back they wouldn't just do it at the end because i'm with ash you've got all this voice recorder to go through fucking hell that's dull after the event especially if you don't even know if there's anything there and i think that's probably the worst thing about paranormal investigations i say worst it's not, it's not work. It's not bad, but it's just so time consuming. The day after you go, do I really have to go from from running a YouTube channel? That is pretty much my life of reviewing footage and like, yeah. especially I, I get what you mean. I, I, I actually really like it, but so they're watching four hours of a locked off camera. <laughs> You're like, is, is there going to be a noise? Is there not? And then make it like making notes of the timestamps to edit it down so yeah i i agree and a lot of people will do burst evp sessions right where they'll they'll fire it up ask a couple of questions then immediately rewind it and see and try and review mm -hmm. it there on the spot because do you think that's a good way of doing it because then you could if you're getting an intelligent response that you could ask further questions that you know are related to answers you've got whereas if you're doing it essentially blind and you're having to review it at the end you they may have said that their name was whatever and then you've just gone off on this tangent and they they you could have had this amazing piece that you could have been asking questions about and trying to get some intelligent responses to intelligent questions so i think that is something i might try the next time i'm doing an investigation is to ask a couple of questions then literally review it there and then whack it up loud and, and see what happens it's definitely mm -hmm. worth a try i mean as i say it's entirely theoretical so everything's worth a try and yeah i've got my personal biases of what i think doesn't doesn't work um go on then but that's not to say that um no no method is any less valid because there's no proof that any of this is actually correct uh personal biases okay um haunted dolls I'm, I'm kind of with Michaela. I have never experienced one, so therefore I don't believe they're real. In fact, I think there's more possibility that it's absolute bullshit than it actually being real because I recently went on eBay and typed in haunted doll, and I don't mean to be funny, but if you own a haunted doll, you would not be selling it on fucking eBay for £10. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, Not only is there like a moral obligation not to be irresponsible if it's got a quote-unquote spirit attachment, but also, it's literally a doll they're selling for £10. They've made up a little story about it and gone, oh, it's got a positive spirit on it. Yeah, okay. And then at the bottom, they're like, oh, the disclaimer due to eBay's rules is that this, is, this isn't this is a toy, but it is for entertainment purposes. And it's like, so it's not haunted, is what you're saying. Like, it's a money... <laughs> it's, the problem is it's a money spinner. And again, like, yeah. it's belief-based, so no one can prove it either way, right? So haunted dolls, I've 
and I could be wrong. I could like Danny Moss might have the Greystole, which is horrendous. And I think by his own admission, he was in a very similar boat where he said he didn't believe in them until he encountered mm. that doll, which is fair enough. Yeah. But I'm in the position where I don't believe in them because I've never encountered them. And as weird as the paranormal is, my brain still can't fathom out how a inanimate object would get possessed by a spirit. Yeah, that's same. What do you think, Ash? So, I mean, I love the idea of it. It's, I think, it's awesome. And there's another uh, panel investigator who has TV shows and stuff has been on TV with their haunted doll. Um, Who's that then? But the problem with that one is he has kind of opened it up and he's put like LEDs inside it, um, so like the eyes light up. Um, so he probably messed with it by going inside of it, and it, it cries tears. I've held the doll in my hands, and it had tears come down its cheek. And it's just like, I mean, how? I mean, how's the doll cry t- real tears? Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem that the fact that we, by done a mission, he's opened it up, put stuff inside it because it's got LEDs and all stuff inside it and light ups and lights and stuff. So you could have put something in that has makes these tears come out. He just kind of takes it away. Like he's got a haunted doll, but then he's messed with it to make it look more haunted. Yeah, it does like look. a burnt dress and tears and blood stained face and stuff. And it's like, is it a prop? Or like if it's just a doll, then why like mess with it if he's got a haunted doll surely the haunted doll if you're doing stuff is enough evidence not to have to yeah have these lights and everything if, attached to yeah, it as well if, if it was haunted you wouldn't a due to the integrity of the item being in haunted you probably wouldn't want to fuck around with it but also b like why would you ever like mm-hmm. <laughs> Why does it? Why does it make sense to start putting like LEDs in a doll and stuff? Unless like, yeah. unless you're doing some sort of like weird uh, EVP, EVP yeah. thing with it, right? Where you slap an EVP detector in it or something. Yeah, they've had. Um, he does post footage of the the doll moving and stuff like that, uh, and he's th- this person's been on daytime television talking about it as well. Um, uh, a very mainstream morning TV show on ITV. Um, but, yeah, we, we've spoken to that person a couple of times. Um, who knows? Like you say, until – and the same with anything. We, we've talked about it, about UFOs as well. Until you have that personal experience, it's very difficult to, to believe something that is that outside the norm. It's like I can't – just stepping sideways slightly to to ufos people say they see these massive objects silently just floating and moving across the sky and i'm like how does your brain even comprehend that so to to have like spirits and whatnot um inhabiting dolls or inanimate objects it's like those boxes those like weird boxes you can buy off the internet and they say don't open them because they contain dark spirits and shit a, a dibbit d- box yeah dibbit box dibbit box. box yeah like the jewish um, um jewish thing right yeah yeah and they're just like like you say people are selling these things and surely there's a a duty but, of care but, it, but again the dibbit box um featured heavily in a horror movie probably about 
uh, like 2007 maybe and I think before that much like the Exorcist and Ouija boards and dolls and Annabelle it was probably something that was never really thought of and then it gets featured in a major Hollywood movie and all of a sudden mm. oh my god Divot Box is uh, the new hotness and it's like yeah. okay sure Okay, yeah. like so, listeners take everything I say over a pinch of salt because none of this can be proven so I could be uh, 100% wrong but like you say it it's good to have that kind of viewpoint because do people do blindly accept what they're being told a lot of the time, especially on the internet. And absolutely. Um, and like you say, just pointing back to the exorcist, another piece of equipment that people use in paranormal investigations is the Ouija board. And the Ouija board was a parlor game for about the last hundred odd years where people were doing it for entertainment in the evenings before television and all that kind of stuff to speak to dead relatives and but stuff like also like in like in victorian times where they'd have a seance and you'd like pop around yep. and have a meal and then be like should we uh should we just pop into the room next door and sit around the round table and have a fucking seance and you're like I, why not i would love, <laughs> I would love to do well. that yeah yeah after after dinner treat yeah let's get go summon up. the dead get dressed up in the old top hat and all the victorian gear yeah. and be like oh yes i'm getting jeremiah yeah That's... but back then that was their intersect it wasn't it wasn't anything um malign there was no there was nothing where it was seen as bad or the devil until the exorcist come out with the ouija board and it, all of a sudden that's people invoking portals to hell and yeah all that like, kind of stuff and, ma- and it was seen area was that yeah and nobody wanted when, when i was growing up because i grew up in the 80s and um i did <laughs> and, I'm I'm, and i will fight the either 80s, one of the 80s it, <laughs> so i was hitting my teenage years at the end of the 80s let's just say that much and um people like the group of friends who were with they were like do you want to do a ouija board and i was fucking petrified i was like no way i've seen poltergeist i've seen that film when i was growing up and that was scary as shit back then i was like i've seen i didn't see the exorcist back then thankfully but i'd seen like hellraiser and all these are the days just to, to go back where you could as a small child go to a video shop with a letter and get any film out that you wanted. You could buy cigarettes from a shop with a letter just saying, my son can buy cigarettes. That's how it was back in the 80s. So I got Hellraiser out on video when I was 11, right? In the summer holidays, we watched it. I was petrified. That's a scary film. Then, like, portals opening up and, like, these living dead coming out and tearing your soul apart. And you think people with Ouija boards back then, it was just like, what the fuck? I'm not invoking these kind of these kind of spirits. Someone's but, like trying to pop around and do my puzzle box, and you're like, yeah, don't put it down. No, yeah. don't touch it, please. <laughs> don't touch it, it, please. It's mad because I've, I mean, I've done a, quite a few Ouija board experiments, and a couple in the basement uh, one time. Yeah, we have. Fairly decent results, and t- a couple of times I had nothing happen. And when I did, mm. like, sort of went to a property, as part of a organised ghost investigation night thing. And they did a Ouija board session there. We were all in this one room, and there was like three or four groups, all with like a Ouija board, all sat like 10 foot away from each other. So it's like, so if you're in this room, if, if this was a way to communicate with whatever, if there's one spirit in this room, 
but there's four people with a Ouija board. Like, which is he going to go to one? Or is the two ghosts? Are you going to say to each other? Oh, you go to that one. I go to like how? He's having a busy night. So to me, I was like, just didn't, I don't know. I was just like, why? Just didn't seem. And again, you know, on it didn't, didn't make sense to me. On the subject of Ouija boards, you have to. I mean, I'm don't don't touch them, and probably never will touch one. You really have to trust the people that you are on the board with as well, right? Because not that I've done Ouija boards, but we've been on public hunts and done uh, glass divination with randomers, and it's like. I don't know you from Adam. Like, I can't implicitly trust you that you are not moving this glass. So then immediately you're like, it's probably not paranormal. It's probably just someone mm-hmm. idiomotor motor effect or doing it deliberately. And it's, it's one of those things, right? So like, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it is one of those things where if you're not doing it with people you know and like, I would go there and go, I, I know that I'm not doing it, but I don't know that you're not doing it. Like if I went with you guys and the people that we speak to from this community, I would I would trust trust you guys. I've got no reason to not trust you guys because we're all out for the same thing. But there are people that go on these public hunts and like you say, Mike, you don't you don't know them from anybody else. And they could just be having a bit of a laugh or not even knowing that they're doing it, which is part of the whole Ouija board and uh, and glass divination. That, that I can't remember the term you just used. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, glass divination is correct. Like idiomotor effect, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you don't know that you're moving it, but you are moving it um, yeah. subconsciously. <clears throat> so um we did do I, table tipping on that same night and i never done that before i haven't really sort of even seen it used it's kind of new to me and the two of us like personalities with it's so trusted and two others and you had to like sort of tip one way for yes tip the other way for no that kind of thing and that i mean it started off really slow but then it started kind of working and then at one point the table was that far over to my left, I only had two fingertips on it lightly. And the other person sat across from me only had two fingertips on it. And you two weren't in touch anymore because it sort of, they couldn't get the angle because the table had tipped. But it wasn't falling over. And we, we were both like, how the hell is this table not fall over? It was on one leg at a horizontal, but in the air. And we weren't even holding it. It's like, how is this table not? falling it was weird so i did have a weird experience with that i couldn't explain how it hadn't tipped it was way past the point of equilibrium and i didn't have any sort of pressure on it like the other person only had like two fingers just like this resting on the table yeah it was almost completely horizontal on one leg out instead of four Mm. i was just like how they couldn't understand how that wasn't falling over it was didn't seem possible so So that was quite cool I've I've been to a location in the UK where we were made to do table tipping. Vague. (laughs) Vague. If I give you any more than that, you'll probably know where it is immediately. I've been to a location in the UK where we were kind of forced to do table tipping. um, And it resulted in one of the hosts basically screaming, going, come on, spirit, tip my table. Um. And miraculously, whenever he touched it, it would move like crazy. But anyone else, when there was three other people on the table, it wasn't really moving at all. So I was like, well, 
this is evidently all bullshit and just for show then because the common denominator here is whenever the host who's there to let's not be let's be honest sell tickets whenever he's touching it the table's going crazy and seemingly tipping towards him um mm. and it was just it just like left such a sour taste in my mouth that i'm kind of like it's kind of ruined table tipping for me entirely and i'm like oh, no i can't be bothered with that anymore um michaela what's your opinion on table tipping You are muted, Michaela. You are muted. You are still muted, Michaela. <laughs> it was so seamless as well. It was. <laughs> I'm doing the host job for you guys. <laughs> still can't hear, Michaela. Um, yeah, you're still muted, unfortunately. Uh, you should be. You should be able to unmute on your. On your little thing there on the screen. So my own table. While while we're waiting, yeah. <laughs> my table. I so I've I've seen table tipping at Oxford Prison or Oxford Castle, and yeah, it. I don't know what to think of it. It's like any of these things, unless you're part of that table, and know the people. Like Ash's experience, obviously, is, uh, you've got that personal one, and and. I think it's one of those ones that you, I'd have to give it a go, see what happens to see whether or not I believe it myself. Um, yeah. So I don't know. But then I've had, because they're always that same kind of table, aren't they? If I'm not they're mistaken. They're always like, yeah, a square table with like the crisscrossy legs sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, like a fold-down table. So yeah. I, was at, I was at Castle. There was table tipping going on the other side of this particular room in the, in the tower. And I had my hands on the the table, as did three other people. One of them was with me. Um, I used to work with him. Uh, and we were asking questions. And then you, I heard like a like a tapping noise on the table, like a, a specific tap on the table. And we all looked at each other and was like, was that one of you? And was like, no, because everybody's hands were on the, on the top of the table, just like that, sort of lightly touching it, like on a Ouija board or, or table tipping. And it specifically come from under the bottom of the table. At everybody, we were all in agreement that it was coming from under the table. We're asking questions, and it kept this like tapping, as though somebody was flicking the bottom of the table. But all four of us were on our knees with our hands on the top of the table, and we could all see each other's fingertips. There was no way that anybody was under this table because it was one of those little fold-out tables, and we we're all kneeling down on the floor. So I don't know. And we, incidentally, we were all men. There was four four guys, and we were talking. There was some communication with a female spirit, and then the women of the group were doing the table tipping, and they they were getting results from that, and communicating with a, a guy spirit. So I don't know if that's a. I don't. I don't know. I don't How know. Strange. Yeah. So what about you, Michaela? Now we can hear you. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what happened there. That's right. <laughs> Merrily chatting away to myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Table um, tipping. What do you think? And I Ouija boards. It depends who's who's doing it. I think it's very dependent on um, situation, people, the weather, you name it. I think you can... Um, 
it's a, a great tool for a hoax. Um, I think it's also um, when you're with a group of people that you really trust, um, you can have some amazing results with it. Um, I've been to lots of um, paid ghost hunts and I've never trusted any Ouija board session or table tipping session there because you just there are too many unknown quantities, really. Um, I think the only way that I'd really um, believe it was happening if I if I was with a trusted group of people. Also, um, it's quite interesting because I know that um, it sort of on similar lines to um, you know pendulums and crystals and things like that. Um, the the human body can can um, have an effect on so many different things. Um, and I believe that once a group of people get together, that the effect on inanimate objects can be quite incredible. So, you know, is it paranormal or is it just that we, we as humans have this energy within us and when we focus it together, we can make things move, you know, almost like, uh, like um, a vague form of telekinesis or... I don't know. I, I think it's very hard to to know what it is, really. I think sometimes it can be incredible, but I don't know if it's paranormal. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's cases in history where there's been, like, mass hysteria. So people see something, then the whole crowd starts seeing something that's potentially not even there. Then everybody in, like, the town or wherever is affected. And this this the event has happened and everybody can swear that they saw this one thing, but did it actually happen? I don't know. Like people seeing like um, the Virgin Mary appearing in the sky and like yeah. the whole town in Italy would see it and they could swear to this day that they saw it, but did they, or is it just a result of like a, a hysteria within the group like a heightened emotion rather than hysteria, I suppose that people, kind of swept up in it and that's also something like with the ouija boards that things move subconsciously things are happening subconsciously but then like you say michaela there is that power of a group and is the the, the total energy of the group causing this this anomaly to happen this thing to happen and yeah. i think i think there's so much we don't know and that we can't prove yeah that yeah it's that it, it's an interesting subject because there's no right or wrong answer to a lot, to yeah. a lot of this stuff. I, people um, believe things and people don't, and that's that's cool. Fine, that's how yeah. it works. I mean, the thing is that when you're doing it, we, when I was at college, um, we spent a few months. We became quite obsessed with the Ouija board, and we spent a few months doing it nearly every night. I think we probably did it five out of seven nights a week. And we got some incredible results. Um, we believed it was paranormal at the time. But looking back now, you think, well, was it paranormal? What was there about it that was paranormal? So we would have, uh, we made a very simple Ouija board out of a, a big, I was at art college. It was a big um, A1 sheet of cardboard. We drew it out. We used a glass, probably a, an empty Nutella glass. Um, 
and it was just very basic, but it, it went so fast sometimes that we couldn't even keep our fingers on it. Um, and we got to the point where um, we were putting washing up liquid on the top of the glass in order to try and make sure that nobody was pushing it. Um, That's a good idea. And, 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 and we had so, so much information from it that we used to have a secretary each time one of us would be honestly you'd be sat there taking the minutes of what was happening on the Ouija board I'd love to know where all those are now wow um and we had this one person come through called Carla who claimed to be um quite a bad spirit and we got so obsessed that she could even I mean this is students for you uh it descended as it always does and uh, we ended up testing her on what colour knickers we all had on. It's like, what colour pants has Emma got on today? And it would come up with the right colour. But the thing is, was that Emma subconsciously somehow uh, not moving the glass on purpose, but somehow transmitting that information? Do you mm. know what I mean? It's It's really mind-boggling. I still wouldn't want... You've moved. I still don't want to disrespect it though as a as a, a means of contacting. Um yeah, you you Greg, you just jumped. You, you've, oh, you've gone back. He's gone again. He's, he's, he went back. offline for a second. Um Hello. I think real then. You keep going offline real quick. I don't know why. Um I think the real test of the Ouija board Maybe is the to spirits ask. are playing with us. <laughs> um real test of the Ouija board is to ask a question about someone or something that isn't actually using the board. So the thing that I'm trying to do more of is I've got a, a Scrabble board of all things and to like spell out a word on the Scrabble board across the room and then say to the Ouija board or whatever, can you spell out this word as a way to see, like, because the people on the board are going to have no idea of what the word is and the word could be the most abstract thing on the planet. Like um, the last time we did it, I didn't have my Scrabble board with me, but I have like basically wrote on my phone smelly because it's just something that, like, it's not like someone's name or a colour or something like that. It would be quite difficult to get from all the words in the English language. That's a good idea. I am. Um, yeah. I um, I was part of a paranormal group years ago, and we had done an investigation at a local mill. Um, we got some good results there, went there multiple times. But we were doing the pendulum. And a load of them had a pendulum and they were, I was asking questions and they would be facing me and the, the pendulums would be moving. I said, tell you what, turn round so you can't see me and I'll ask you questions about my sock colour, all this kind of stuff and see if you can get, see if it comes up right then. And not one single answer was right after that because they and like say because a lot of it is sub subconscious and you don't know you're moving it in relation to the answer then I, so i found that fascinating michaela that you said about the um on the ouija board that on the glass that you'd put washing up liquid because then your finger would be sliding yeah. so a you'd know if somebody was moving it slightly harder than anybody else which is a good test but also it, it's trying to remove the fallibility of human yeah. never really because humans are the worst 
for for that kind of thing where the worst sort of eyewitness accounts of ufos and all that kind of stuff and paranormal activity somebody says oh, i remember this but is that exactly how it happened yeah we 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 get caught up in the, the sort of the remembering the last time you remembered it and it's chinese whispers in your head and and whatnot but interestingly just going before we move on to the last bit we spoke to somebody who done a phd in evps dr ann winsper because yeah so she she would go to these paranormal investigations and speak to these academics and they didn't believe what she was saying because she's a woman they didn't give her because she had no academic qualifications so she done got her a levels in psychology got a degree in psychology and specialized in parapsychology and she got a phd in evps her dissertation was on that was quite a great conversation with her and so there she was trying to scientifically prove evps as part of her doctorate which is quite cool so it's the first time i've ever heard anybody anybody doing that so yeah, I just yeah, just wanted to mention that yeah i've um they've got a few um on uh, a couple of tv shows now they've got a couple of um young women on who've got phds in parapsychology uh evelyn hollow on one and then there's another um young woman another young woman with dark hair i can't remember her name now um so there seem to be more people coming up who are actually sort of really studying these phenomena it's really good it's good because we speak about it a lot there's quite a lot of um evidence gathering in the ufo field from scientists and government bodies but there isn't that kind of sort of resource being put into the paranormal um so it is good to see that you can do like special parts of the psychology course in parapsychology and telekinesis is part of that because i looked at doing an a level in psychology (laughs) not me (laughs) (laughs) um so the last bit i wanted to to bring up it is something that's quite a bit of a hot potato in the paranormal field and i'm it's especially popular on paranormal facebook pages for uh is apps mobile apps that claim to be something they're not i just wondered what your thoughts were michaela on i've got my own thoughts about paranormal apps so like i don't know what they're like ghost apps and yeah ghost radar and all sorts of necrophonic and all that um well, I don't trust them. Cool. I, I, I don't trust them. I have tried them on investigations. Um, it's one of those things that you think it seems too good to be true, therefore it probably is. Now, I suppose someone could argue, and I, I, I put my hands up, I don't know the technical ins and outs, of how the Alice box works and the ovulus and whether that bears any relation at all, probably doesn't, to apps on phones. Um, so someone, I suppose, could say um, 
it's a similar idea. It's a word bank. The spirit uh, manipulates the word bank to come out with the words that they want. But I, in my experience, because I have got three on my phone, um, because I wanted to try them out, I've never got anything sensible from them whatsoever. My gut instinct is not to trust them. Cool. Ash? Yeah. Um, it's when I see, I never use them myself. Uh, when I see people post it on social media and stuff, like, oh, I was using the necrophonic or whatever, and I got these words. It's like, it always seems to be like death, scare, like words that you kind of associate with. Whether that's true or not, whether that's the only post that because they got them words, I don't know. But you always seem to see that. And I'm thinking, like, these are words that you'd sort of, um, expect to sort of hear from like a demon or, or whatever to say so I'm thinking eh, come on so yeah I mean any yeah um, what was I saying <laughs> yeah like like so the word bank like these are programmed by humans and the, obviously the app developers putting these words in and creating the, the software in the app that makes these words come out loud in quite a basic sense mm-hmm so there's always that human element to it. And there's also, also only going to be limited words in there. Not going to have every single word in English language or any other language. It doesn't say the ghost has to be English. Like, you don't know if they have like foreign versions, probably do. But obviously you're seeing to get English answers on, on the app. So I guess when, there's, when there is sort of human programming behind it, it can never be random because computers can't create randomness. So... Yeah, I, I'd probably never use one. I don't think I would ever kind of put any sort of strength behind anyone that shows me app as an evidence. I think I, it has to be for entertainment purposes. I think if I was marketing an app that was like the ghost app or whatever, <clears throat> speed to ghost, the chances are that the words I'll be putting in there are more likely to get a response, come out, like you say, like deaf, like spirit. I can see you something creepy because that way you're going to get more people to to buy it because people going oh it's i keep getting these results yeah and i see that on the facebook pages people going yeah this app's amazing because i always get these these responses and it's like obviously (laughs) Uh, like you said michaela and like you said ash it is one of those things that the chances are they've made it specifically to come up with those responses um I don't know. What do you think, Mike? I know what you're. <laughs> um, I'm gonna gonna have to drop some <laughs> drop some knowledge on you guys and play the bad guy a little bit here. Go on. So the, Go Al- on. the Alice box and the Ovulus work on, I believe, changes in temperature and EMF fluctuations, and then from that, a word is selected. Apps like Ghost Tube listen to your microphone. Uh, as opposed to that, so that could be what leads into it quite a lot. Apps like Ghost Tube, yes, it can detect EMF, but it's very, very rudimentary, and your phone gives off its own EMF signal, so that's very flawed. Um, Ash, you're actually incorrect saying that they're programmed so they can't be random. Um, Computers are very, very good at randomizing things, more so than human beings. So if you tell a computer program to randomize something, it will properly randomize it and there are there are methods of doing that so yes it can be randomized but you're right there are caveats in that and it could be a case that 
you randomize a word bank of 20 words that are all like death satan devil mortuary or whatever you know what i mean um but generally speaking humans are the ones that are really fucking bad at randomizing things computers are great at it um can i can i, can I counter with a bit of um my <laughs> my knowledge is maybe outdated it maybe sort no, of yeah, doesn't carry work, on, work the same way um obviously we come from poker backgrounds and when you shuffle deck of cards as a human you will never ever shuffle the same order of cards ever you shuffle them ever ever that's that's fact you'll never ever be in the same way ever again and that's random computer like online poker when poker sites have to apply for their rng their random number generator sort of license to be able to like sort of run as a proper online poker site it's like not point something percent random that they have to get that level to they could find the number generator but they can from when i was reading about it when i worked in the industry they couldn't ever get the pure randomness of a shuffle it was only sort of closest that's given the sort of framework of as close to zero but they can never actually get like zero for complete randomness on the rng so it's never ever 100 percent random don't know if it works in the same way with this type of thing whether that would be completely random um, Based on sort of that knowledge, it's. Did you did you say as as an ex poker player? I work as, in an industry. Okay, as a, here's here's some nerd shit for you. As an ex Magic the Gathering player, I can tell <laughs> you there is no fucking way you can properly randomize that deck because humans are very flawed. And even if you claim you're randomizing it by shuffling it, it's never going to come out. The thing is, humans look at randomness, air quotes, and go. Well, you'd never get four threes in a line because that's not random enough. So we try and like trick ourselves into changing things to think it's random. Whereas a computer will give you a true random thing. And that's why you'll get repeating numbers and things like that. Um, it's, humans are flawed, man. Like we could argue till the cows come in about this, but humans are very bad at randomizing things. Here's a fact for you then about random. <clears throat> so on a random conversation. So the iPod shuffle <clears throat> and the shuffle of an Apple in the old days, I don't know what it's like now, but the random shuffle of your playlist on Apple was not random because it was programmed not to play the same song twice. Therefore, yeah. it wasn't random. It's not random, yeah. And this is the problem. What humans think is random isn't actually random, and that's why computers are genuine, generally pretty good at randomizing things. We just don't see it as random because you go like, well, why would it come up with three, three, seven, three, and then three, three, seven, four? That's not random. It's like, yeah. but it is because that's the nature of randomness. Um, going back to phone apps. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think we should be penalised for using the word random in the wrong context. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. I just sorry. Like, it's interesting to it's, have a, a discussion about what is the point, right? Yeah, and it's good to have a conversation about what actually is random. Yeah. So yeah, sure. Um, back to phone apps. I can almost guarantee you that Necrophonic is absolute horseshit and I would never use that fucking app because <laughs> I found the dude's YouTube channel who made it and he was blatantly like, it would say like a garbled word and he'd be like, it said my name and it's like, your name is John. It did not say John. You are putting words on the screen to claim it does. And like, there's so much wrong with it. Apparently people have used it for extended periods of time and you start to get like the same things come through. So it's probably like a 12 hour audio bank that's just on a loop and yeah. starts at a random place um so yeah it's, necrophonic it's garbage to be honest 
quite a lot of phone apps are garbage so even if they are programmed by humans like your phone is always going to be a pretty flawed um device for ghost hunting and this is coming from someone who's toyed with and in the process of making a phone app saying this so i guess you won't be purchasing mine when it comes out but, um, <laughs> it depends if it's random or not <laughs> oh, random. yeah yeah okay so it, it takes the concept of what Necrophonic tried to do in the sense that he was like, I created white noise banks, but I've actually created white noise banks with nothing but white noise in them. Okay. So that's a conversation for another time because that's yeah. probably a long way off. Right. So to wrap things up then, what is your one piece of equipment that we may have mentioned it already, but the one piece of equipment that you go, this is the one that gives me most success on an investigation, Michaela. Um, well, it would have to be my voice recorder, although I I will just say kind of not watch this space, but maybe listen to this space because um, I recently bought, brought an, uh, bought, bought, come on, I'm a teacher, bought an <laughs> SD7 um, and I haven't really um, had that much chance to use it. And I was um, chatting with somebody in America on my um podcast uh, facebook chat page thing and he said that um, they actually work even better if you take off the aerial i saw that on that group chat i saw that i'm going to try that Mm. because i would be very excited to get some good stuff through on the sb7 but i haven't as yet so a voice uh voice my sony uh voice recorder or possibly in the future a um an antennaless sb7 cool ash I, based on the results that I've personally had, I'm going to say Spirit Box. Yeah. Um, I've had quite a lot of decent results from the limited time that I've used them. Uh, some really good results in different places. And I, like, I want my own one. Um, so I need to, to, to buy one. But yeah, I my go to would be Spirit Box using the ideas method cool. or being in a different room. Like when you two did it yep. in that house, I think that's the, the best way to use it. Definitely. Mike. Um, this might seem a bit of a cop-out because I've just bought a device called an Aeroflux, which measures barometric pressure or air pressure changes. Um, I've been speaking to the dude who made it from a company called Skya Paranormal Plug, and, um, and he knows his shit. And I only just recently used it on an investigation, and it was interesting. Like, it went off at the right times and seemingly in the right responses. We to the point that we put like a Tupperware dish over the top of it. So in theory, the air pressure can't change if it's in like a sealed mm-hmm. thing and it was still going off. Mm-hmm. So I messaged him being like, is this faulty? And he was like, no, I did the same and I can't explain it. Um, so it's it's my, my new toy. I've heard loads of stuff about air pressure changes coinciding with... Um, other anomalous things happening like phantom footsteps and things like that so i'm really really hot on that at the moment and being like there's potential there and something to explore cool 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 can i just ask one thing before we go yeah are we on a, are we on a time limit at all no, no. Um, i just want to ask what what your opinions are on um the devices the the types of spirit boxes i think they're called portals where you get the uh, the voices through, um, and they use them a lot on the paranormal programs, and 
I find them really fascinating, but I can't afford one myself. Um, what what do you think about those? Is that like the Echo Box type thing? So, so it's cool. Yeah, Mike, I think he knows what I'm talking about. Um, all they are is spirit boxes with a like a delay guitar note uh, with a noise gate guitar pedal and a reverb guitar pedal attached. So all it does is you set the noise gate to a threshold so you don't get a lot of the radio bleed and then you set the reverb so when something does come through you get like an extra couple of chances to hear it because there's like a little bit of reverb after it <clears throat> and i think generally speaking that's what portals are they've just got like noise gate controls reverb controls but they're generally speaking uh like a spirit box that you just run through some extra bits so you cut out a lot of the crap they right. are wicked though Sounds like sounds like there should be some instructions on how to make them on our website at some point, Mike. I could probably tell you, but I've not actually made it myself, and it's probably pretty expensive when you get into the guitar pedals because a lot yeah. of them are like nine volt wall sockets. You need to run them, and I'm like, who wants to be carrying around like a three prong plug with them on an investigation, being like, oh, we've got a wall socket here. I just need to plug my spirit box in. You know, <laughs> is that the really really loud, like just the noise? It's proper scary because it's just like proper loud. Is that what we're talking about? They're kind of echoey, aren't they? And you can hear the voice. It's like you imagine that there's a spirit in in a in an echoey room in another dimension, and it's talking directly to you. It it's it's quite unnerving. I think they're mm. amazing. Yeah, quite weird, weird sounding, and almost haunting, for want of a better. You have to check them out. And they use them quite a lot on some of the programmes for definite. So I, I, I like the look of them. They're well expensive. Yeah, they're over a £1,000. Oh, you can make them way cheaper than that. You reckon? Um, yeah. I know Infraready have just started to release one. But, um, I mean, you do need an amplifier with it as well. Or unless you could aux into like a Bluetooth speaker. This is a sorry. Yeah. This is a stupidly technical conversation <laughs> for what you guys have actually asked. I'll shut up and discuss things in private. But I I like those pieces of equipment as well. They seem to get good results. Um, and for me, the Spirit Box again is is my go to. I do like the um, Estes method. I've seen it. Um, going back to Danny Moss, I've seen some successful Estes method stuff on the Haunted Hunts program. We, me and Ash have done it remotely, him in Manchester, me in Oxford. We've done it there. We've done it on Lime. We've done it in Cannot Chase. We've done, and we've had good results. And, like, results that you go, well, actually, that, that's not entirely random. That's, there's definite stuff there. So, and, and you start have to work out probabilities and, again, how much of a coincidence is a coincidence in those sort of situations, mm -hmm. right? Well, when somebody says it comes up, we're in Cannot Chase, and Ash comes out with the name of somebody who's in our group as she walks past him in the dark. He's got a blindfold on, and he doesn't know what question we're asking. I know, that's... I know the thing is, a lot of sceptics and people will say, well, oh, that's because Ali was there with you. But when you're doing the SS method, you are not thinking about anything no. but no, the no. white noise that's coming into your ears and focusing on that to try and clearly hear what's coming mm. through. So that... Yeah. That things around you don't even enter into your mind when you're doing it right no even when that happens i i said the name abby and in my abby, head sorry. i used to work with a girl called abby so in my head she appeared in my head well even abby i was stood five feet away from the abby i've not seen for six months came in my head not the abby i was with it's only afterwards obviously when, when you told me about it i was like fucking hell yeah I, yeah that's mad 
we need to start implementing the double esters method more. The, I the double. Getting two, getting two people to do it, and then either and then having one person ask questions and see if the two Both. people speaking start to match oh. up, or if they start oh. to have a conversation with each other back and forth. Oh, wow. I like that. <laughs> that's that's the next thing. Then we'll try yeah, that. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, definitely. I did see it on. Um, I think it was on Kindred Spirits. I saw them do that once. It was quite incredible, actually. I think the Estes method is such a a cool sort of experiment to try, especially where you're taking that person's the sensory perception away, so that all they can do is focus on that that white noise and any voices that come through. I think that's that's quite a powerful thing. So you can't suggest stuff to them; they're just randomly saying stuff randomly coming out of words and i think i think yeah at what point like mo said what point does what they're saying is it a coincidence how often can a coincidence happen for it to to not be a coincidence yeah i i found when i did it i i became hyper aware of so of my kind of personal space and um being a teacher of small children, I am quite aware anyway. I, I can literally feel when there's a child stood behind me. Um, <laughs> I know they're there and I turn around and like, yes. Um, but it felt like that. I felt, and I don't know if this is just a symptom of the white noise, because I know a lot of people feel this, but I felt like there was someone stood just behind my left shoulder and it was so tangible. It was re- quite freaky, actually. Oh, wow, that's cool. I've not, I've not had that, but I've definitely, I could definitely hear the things, intelligent things. It's just, it's, it's very strange, and I think because you've got your eyes closed and you've got the headphones on, so you, you just, you're wrapped up in your own head, really, aren't you? So, cool, cool, cool. So as a final tidbit before we wrap up as well. Yeah. Um, for anyone who's listening who's really, really smart, um, and I kind of haven't told this. All right, all right Greg. Um, I kind of haven't said this to anyone because I was keeping it in my back pocket, but whatever. Um, Ooh, exclusive. <laughs> echo, locate, echo location in the paranormal field. Has it been okay. explored? Which I don't think it has. And I, no. the, the stuff you can find on echo location is really sketchy, but you imagine if you were to able to have a device where you could echolocate, i.e. bounce a sound wave off a wall and it comes back, and then you start to see anomalous stuff in the image of that sound wave as it comes back, right? Ah, okay. I don't know how to figure it out, unfortunately, but that was something I was like, this hasn't been tested. It could... Ooh, I'll ask Who... my bat friend. Your bat friend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> my dolphin in the garden. <laughs> You know I genuinely like, thought you had a bat friend then. Not yeah, any yeah. friend who's a bat, but I yeah, thought I you could have carried that on. <laughs> that was Bruce. <laughs> that was Bruce, yeah. Cool. Right. So we'll wrap that. Like a good That's a brilliant to idea, though. God, wow, yeah. We, we need to talk more about that. Like, you've got some good ideas. Sonar. Yeah. Sonar bot in. I don't know how you crack how you could crack it. I know there is a device for um, blind people that you can wear on your wrist which as you get close to stuff, it sends vibrations up your arm. I don't think that would quite do it. Hmm. I suppose no, it, I Yeah, sorry. You can do it underwater. 
Yeah. I don't know how you do it in air. Yeah, it might not even be possible, right? But it's just one of those things that I was like... Bats can do it. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's possible, but I don't know. Some humans can do it as well. Yeah, there must be a way you can do it. You can, after a long period of time, you can train yourself to sort of like make clicking noises with your sounds, and depending on how the echo sounds coming back, you can work out where shit is in a room. Well, they, they, they the mystical they, um, reckon that that's how uh, Bigfoots um, communicate to each other. I don't know if you're into all that, but that's one of the theories. And uh, but there are some tribes, aren't there, um, around the world that communicate with clicks, and yes. they all know exactly where they are and where it came from, and things. I just go, Marco, Marco. Let's wait for somebody <laughs> to shout Polo, and I know where they are. <laughs> on that, know. on that bombshell of a joke, dad jokes. Uh, where can people find you? Joke. It was a joke. <laughs> where can people find you and your podcast Michaela well when I'm not relaxing under my blanket on the sofa um, <laughs> you can find me on all good podcast apps um, my podcast is paranormal or what um, I I believe my biggest listenership is on Apple um, cool. and then Spotify but it, it's on everything basically and um, if you want to contact me, you can contact me at paranormal or what podcast at outlook.com or you can find my podcast on anchor.fm. Cool, cool. Mike, about you. If my opinions on the paranormal haven't alienated you enough, you can find me at Paramike on YouTube, where I basically record myself going around allegedly haunted buildings and showing you what it's like. Um, yeah, Paramike on the YouTube. You got a link tree? There is a link tree forward slash Paramike, I think. I'm sure cool. it's Paramike. All the other stuff's on there Instagram, Twitter, everything else, Facebook, it's all on there. Um, you can also find links to it in any of the video descriptions on the uh, on any of the Paramike videos. So get on there oh. if you're interested. And we'll put links to everybody's on um, the show notes as well. So, yes. Any final words from you, Ash? No, I've enjoyed this foray into everyone's different thoughts and opinions. It's been it's yeah, been good. Definitely. Definitely. Right. Learned well, quite a lot. Learned quite a lot. Yeah, definitely. Random number generators. I'm so right about random numbers that I'm gonna <laughs> stick to my It's okay to be wrong, mate. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but there's another fact that the the they all the combinations of packs of cards being dealt have not been done yet. It's it will never be done. So that's a fact. There we so, go. There we go. There I we mean, go. given an infinite amount of time, it will be done. But okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Not the world exactly. <laughs> Which could be this year potentially, depending nah, on Putin gets quantum on. immortality. And <laughs> yes, fingers crossed. Take me. <laughs> Take me. Right. Well, thank you very much, guys, and. um we will catch up again soon. Thanks for joining us on another Paranormal Roundtable. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Later. Brilliant. Cool. Thank you for having me. And others. <laughs>